0: We got the throwbacks today, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, we back. You know what I'm saying? What's up? What's up? What's Full disclaimer. This is our second time recording this. because. Bro, you ain't even got to do it that. You know what I'm saying? We just going to keep moving, keep pushing. What's up? What's, what's really going on? Jordan. Jordan. I just wanna—we uh, ain't gonna get into too, too much detail, but we—the government been shut down, got nothing on 24 days, folks not getting paid again tomorrow. It's just crazy. Like, uh, I don't know the details of, it, but I know got nothing on. Let me tell. Like, what I got you? Some do? Sense. Yeah, I was like, what are you saying? But no, for real. So like, the um, Democrats put up a bill today. I don't know the exacts of the bill, but it was the purpose of the bill was to open government.
1: Without border funding or without right, wall, it didn't have just any straight, Let's just reopen it, and we'll talk about the wall while right. while government
0: is open. right. Um, and they introduced this same bill back in December. De- December and it passed. The thing is, Republicans are now flipping ship, changing their votes. Something going on, something ain't right. Um, so the government is still shut down. And this continues to be the longest government shutdown in history. And I just, I think, like, and I was just watching this clip of... um, Senator Michael Bennett from Colorado. Yeah, Senator Michael Bennett from Colorado responding to uh, Senator Ted Cruz's light response, basically saying that the government is still shut down because the Democrats uh, oppose, like, border security. And he goes into this very, very deep, deep debrief discussion of, like, why he's totally, completely wrong that the government is still shut down because of a promise by the Orange in the Oval Office. As Trevor Noah would say, the commander in Peach. Peach. or Yeah, whatever. But yeah, that was just my little rant for yeah. today.
1: And as of now, there's no longer going to be a State of the Union until the government shutdown is over, which
0: I mean, that makes who sense. Knows? But what was- you going to state on if the Union shut down? I mean, I'm with you on that. Ain't no state. (laughs) Uh, All right,
1: so the main reason why we're here is that we wanted to talk about uh, presidential candidates for 2020. We know that there's a lot of stuff going on. There are a lot of candidates. Uh, So far, there are nine Democrats who have declared um, their candidacy for the presidency. Uh, They include Pete Buttigieg, um, mayor of South Bend, Indiana. I think he's the first openly gay candidate to ever declare Julian Castro. Um, Obama's former Housing and Urban Development Secretary, who's Mexican-American, John Delaney, a congressman from Maryland, Tulsi Gabbard, a female veteran congresswoman from Hawaii, Kristen Gillibrand, a senator from New York, Kamala Harris, senator from California, Richard Ojeda, a former state senator in West Virginia, Andrew Yang, a tech entrepreneur slash non-profit tour, whatever, he's kind of random, and Elizabeth Warren, um, Democratic senator, I mean, of course, they're all Democrats, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh senator from Massachusetts. So, <coughs> so nine
0: candidates. Nine it's a lot of diversity.
1: A lot of diversity, a lot of pick mes a, lot, it's a of, lot of women.
0: Yeah, it's right. Um, like here on the dock
1: I have uh three people bolded, they're all women, uh Kristen Gillibrand, Kamala Harris,
0: and Elizabeth Warren. Um, and like to be honest, those are the most serious candidates out of the right? Right. And that's crazy and they're all women. Like, right. that's that's, that's is that cool?
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's, and I think we're definitely going to get into it later, I think, but it's good in the sense that it promotes different conversations. It promotes people from different backgrounds and it forces
0: different ideas, yeah. different legislation being presented uh, from different perspectives. Uh, so yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah.
1: And I think um, the New York Times, they have a really good article, literally just Google search New York Times 2020. Um, they have 14 more potential candidates who are identified as they probably will run, might run, or are considering running. They include Cory Booker, mm-hmm. uh, senator from New Jersey, former Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Bernie Sanders, right. um, former Congressman right. Beto O'Rourke, uh, who ran against Ted Cruz in Texas last year, and Michael Bloomberg, former mayor of New York. So. It's gonna be a packed field. It's gonna be about five. I mean, Out of all stages. of the
0: names that you just named, like for real, for real, only one of them should potentially really seriously do this. On um, one of those, other people is like, bro, like I. You, you, who's the one person you think? I'm actually like curious. I guess I'm, I'm asking for me. I mean, I guess I could like, like Joe Biden for real. Like that's the only person I would like seriously like think to like. I would think, like, Cory Booker, I think he's just getting in the way. I don't think he has a serious, strong shot. Like, has I think he, he does. You think so? Mm-hmm. Has he proven himself enough? Has Andrew Yang proven himself? <laughs> right. He's <laughs> but like a, like, joking, but but again, just, like. like
1: he's, a, he's a he's a sitting U.S.
0: senator. Right. How long has he been, he been in a Senate, though? That was since my question. 2014. Okay. I mean, he's been in longer than Harris.
1: Harris has been there since 2016.
0: I mean, I guess, I get, again, I'm Carson not into, into the policies like that, so I guess I'm not as aware, but like, my, I guess my thing, she's been, like, I guess more on the, f- from what I've seen in the media, picking up what's going on, like, I see her more, like, and maybe because I'm near my, I'm signed up for her email, so that's uh, But,
1: but also, I think you went to Howard, where your Twitter feed is nothing but Howard alum, so you have to think of, like, that exposure- <laughs>
0: Why we gotta talk about TV? I mean, did you see the article TV guys said about us? What they said uh, the entertainment industry only talks about Howard, like when you say mention HBCUs. This is off topic, but it, oh, it's too bad um, for everybody else. <laughs> um, I was like, damn. So no, I think he. A lot
1: of these candidates have real like Cory Booker, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Beto O'Rourke all have. They could all and then
0: like Beto O'Rourke. Bro, he could wh- win.
1: You, he's he's not a long shot. I'll say that. You
0: know what I was telling somebody the other day. You know, and you know it. who I was telling somebody the other day. You about to do that? Um, him and, and Harris, I think would have made like a very good progressive ticket. Maybe one that would have never happened. But Why you say that? People, even though I think vice presidential picks don't matter in terms
1: of how people see them, a a relatively new. I say saying, I was opposite
0: member. though. What do you mean? Him running as chief. As chief, what the fuck? Like is it's about? the president and her as VP pick. One, he wouldn't do that. I mean, I said that's the only way I think we would get it. Like, I only think I don't think we're gonna get a Democrat with a woman. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Hot take, Henry.
1: Um. So as I mentioned earlier, so there's a bit, of, there's a little bit of polling about the nine candidates who have declared so far. Um, Elizabeth Warren leads uh, with 43%. Kamala Harris has 19%. Julian Castro has 12 Kristen Gillibrand has nine. And then the other candidates have different percentages. So that's an Emerson College poll that was taken from January 20th to the 21st. It doesn't mean much now, but it's just a shot of, you know, if everything were held with the candidates who have declared as of now, that's how it will go. Uh, Emerson College also released another poll. This was last month, so a lot has changed since then. This is basically with every possible candidate and candidate who have declared in the race. How do you feel about them? Who would you vote for if all these people were in the race? Joe Biden leads with twenty six percent. Bernie Sanders with twenty two. Beta O'Rourke with fifteen. Kamala Harris nine. Sherrod Brown, a senator from Ohio, seven. Elizabeth Warren seven, and someone else fifteen. So, oh, I
0: guess I was wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. But I was right about Biden, but I was wrong about Beta O'Rourke. But yeah. since we're talking about Biden, let me um might have played this clip uh, off the Daily Show of Trevor Noah. Um, it's pretty cool. He kind of like go in a little bit on like all the candidates. But yeah, I'm gonna um, play two clips for y'all real quick. Here we go. Keep moving. Do what we do. Oh, it's... <laughs> why does that always happen? Welcome to the Democratic Party. Major Democratic candidates have been atoning for positions that they used to hold that are no
1: longer welcome in the Democratic Party. Candidates like former Vice President and surprise massage therapist Joe Biden, who yesterday expressed regret over being a little too tough on crime back in the 90s.
0: I've been in this fight for a long time. It goes not just to voting rights, it goes to the criminal justice system. I haven't always been right. I know we haven't always gotten things right. But I've always tried. Barack and I finally reduced the disparity in sentencing, which we would been fighting to eliminate, and crack cocaine versus powder cocaine. It was a big mistake that was made. We thought we were told by the experts that crack you never go back. Things <laughs> have changed the most That's
1: of what they used to be. Is arguably Kirsten Gillibrand. Before she was a senator, Gillibrand represented a conservative district in upstate New York. And even though that was a long time ago, she's still trying to make sure the slate is wiped clean for her 2020 run. You said uh, Trump's immigration positions are racist. Now, as you know, uh, you were more conservative early on in your career on immigration. You said you were a, quote, firm opponent of giving quote, amnesty to illegal aliens, unquote. You said English should be, quote, the official language of the United States. You called for expediting deportation of undocumented immigrants. If Trump's immigration positions are racist, Were they racist when you held some of those positions as well?
0: They certainly weren't empathetic, and they were not kind, and I did not think about suffering in other people's lives. And so I took the time. I went down uh, to Brooklyn. I met with India Velasquez, who's been a leader in fighting for families for a long time, and I listened, and I realized that things I had said were wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, like, both of them were funny, uh, and I guess it was important to play that little clip because most of the podcast is going to be kind of biased. I think I don't think it's biased, I think it's what people are talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's relevant to that, but um, I guess that that just gives you the opportunity to see that, like, in the coming weeks, um, a lot of people are going to change their positions, correct themselves on the record. Um, count their statements, whatever have you, but they're gonna do things in a way to like gain support from this group and that group or whatever. So I just ask that everybody's vigilant and like thoroughly researching each candidate and not just taking misinformation, taking small bits and pieces and like just pushing a narrative just because that's the cool trend right now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think I think and like we originally talked
1: about I think it says that you know even a person like Joe Biden who is favored he has questions that he has to answer about you know how do you what are the lessons that you learned from this and how it's not you admitting that you were wrong but how can you make sure that those same mistakes aren't repeated today and right. you know Chris Gilbrand in the sense of you know you believe that then clearly you've acted on different things
0: now but Walk us through that path of how you kind of change your progression, your evolution. What right. what has caused you to change your views in such a way, or like at that time was it just like a like you represented a more conservative district and you were
1: like doing what your constituents wanted? It, you know, what or saying? like was that generally how you felt, or but you just have to explain that, right? And and I think that that's key. And even though that I think, and this is a, I think another thing that's going to be key. And I think that. The questions that we ask, we might not always get the answers that we want. But I think that we at least have to make sure that the candidates are being honest with themselves and honest with us. Right. And that's because the most Kristen children might like flat out say, like, hey, I represented a more conservative district and I wanted to vote the way that my district had told me to vote. Which is an honest answer. Honest. It's true. I might probably not like that because then it, it creates the case of you're saying, like, oh, well, what if if you are the president and most Americans think this, would that mean that you're going to change your beliefs to the group that you represent? Will you make a tough decision, even if your constituents don't believe that? But she has to answer that. And I think that it proves that every candidate has questions that they need to answer, which is what we're going to get into with the main topic that we're going to talk about. But I think it just says that everybody needs to be, vetted. Everyone needs to be looked into. Everyone has their highs. Everyone has their lows. Their wow. highs, we should praise them for and make sure that they continue that. And their lows, we should question them on it. And there's right. nothing wrong with
0: that. And the most important thing is that you actually get out to vote and we're not just talking about these things. It doesn't matter why. It could be because her, they, his, or her or them or they or whatever. You it could just be to. simply
1: because you don't want Trump in office. Right.
0: That's and you that's, don't that's more about. important. Look at the ain't go government should, Whatever, but, but yeah, that's real. Um, like it doesn't
1: have to be like it you, can be can as
0: simplistic it. as whatever you want it to be, but just go vote because that, like, that's your civic duty, and like
1: for me, or just everyone has been pressed. Went
0: so, through too much. Not to even that. Just right. Like the last you know. two
1: years have sucked, and. You didn't like Wooden when Trump did X, Y, and Z. You can get him out of office, right? right. Don't just
0: be out there tweeting and complaining about it. Do something about it. Go vote, because now you see that the president actually does affect your real daily lives.
1: Yeah, and that the president actually affects national conversations, and that what the president does has an effect on all of us. It has an effect on, as Henry mentioned, the government shutdown. Eight hundred people don't have, aren't getting their second paycheck tomorrow. That's the recording this. It is tomorrow.
0: I'm pretty sure it's more than eight hundred um,
1: people. So, no, so that's all stuff that's worth considering, especially when we're talking about this. I think we're going to try to make a real concerted effort to just make sure that when we talk about candidates that we talk about the things that they have done. If there's anything that's being debated either on social media or in the news, we're going to try to unpack it like we're about to do um, with Kamala Harris. Henny, do you have anything to add before we transition? Or
0: That's it, Chief. <laughs>
1: Uh, so the main thing we're going to talk about is the candidacy of Kamala Harris. She announced uh, her candidacy on Monday. Uh, Kamala Harris, the junior senator from California, mm-hmm. former attorney general of California, uh, San Francisco district attorney. Uh, Henry will make sure that I add that she is also
0: a Howard alum. I was going to let you screw that. I was no, you got bad at me the first time. Focus so I, on the fact that she was the first African American. In each of those roles. Yes.
1: Even including the Senate. Um, so I guess do you want to talk about because you are when we talked about this yesterday, you had a had we differed in kind of like what I thought you were gonna say. So you want to talk about kind of the initial reaction to her announcement and her case. I mean what
0: I seen what I witnessed what my timeline displayed was a very negative conversation surrounding her because a lot of people didn't like her prosecutor record and I mean, understandable yeah, yeah sure but point is like i didn't know about shorty before she was on the scene. most of y'all didn't know about shorty before she was on the scene.
1: i knew her when she was running i didn't know anything about her
0: record or her record as a You're attorney politics, general so that should say a lie what do you mean you were in, you found out about her when when she was running in 2016 right so that should say a lot of these people just going with the what people saying and not actually going to like check the record and figure out what she really did. Like you're getting it from someone else. Exactly. Third party information. And that's the biggest thing about the reaction is like a lot of people are retweeting and making these stands and it's like, bro, did you actually take the time to vet this woman? And what surprises me is like I follow a lot of Howard alum or young professionals and young black people and it was like, y'all are trashing the only black candidate Already. And it's like, dang, like I guess it's like all folks ain't kinfolk or all skin whatever they're saying. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like the Skinfolk skin skin and kinfolk, but she ain't no goddamn Ben Carson, or, uh, what's her name? My dang old man's on the uh Supreme Court, you know, Clarence Thomas. But uh she's more of a she went to HBCU, she's a Greek. She's put legislation forth that like Directly affects our community, so it's not like she's totally a pre- like. I'm not saying what she did was slight. I mean, like we, anything, I mean, I, you know think, I'm I think we but should get into it now. Then I, th- yeah, we should. But point is, like, go take the time to find the information out
1: yourself. Um, so, as Henry said, there's been a lot of um, criticism as her past actions as a prosecutor and as Attorney General. Um What I found is I did kind of like. 30 minutes of digging around and looking, reading old articles and reading her statements and, you know, just looking at what she has actually done and what kind of um, her, also what her advocates have said and also what her critics have said. Um, It's a mixed bag, um, more good than bad, but I chose three examples on each side to kind of give you a fair dialogue or have a fair understanding of kind of what people are talking about. Um, To here are the good things that she did. Um, while as attorney general, she refused to seek the death penalty against a man, um, who killed a police officer while facing significant political pressure from the state. Um, that included pressure from the governor, um, her now colleague in the Senate, Diane Feinstein, um, other mayors, other County officials who all said like, yo, you need to pursue the death penalty for the person. And she said, no, because she objects to it. Um, she had a back on track program, which allowed first time drug offenders and dealers, Um, which is important um, to get a diploma and a job instead of jail time. Uh, Bill Clinton's three strikes law, she directed the San Francisco district attorney's office uh, while she was in that role to only charge for a third strike. If a felony was a violent or serious crime, of course, if you got your third strike, no matter how serious or if it was violent or if it was just a marijuana charge, you got 25 years to life, no matter what the third strike was. So she basically said, if we're going to give you the third strike, it has to be for a violent offense. It can't be for, something minor like having possession of marijuana or something of that nature. So that's the good. Anything you want to add before I get to the bad or you want me to get to the bad and then we can kind of have a full conversation about it.
0: Uh, The only thing that ran through my mind was like people love to like jump on on Bill Clinton, little bandwagon, but he was the one that introduced the uh, criminal bill that enacted the Three Strikes Rule. Mm Mm-hmm. That was during the time period where, like, they were the warm drugs and warm the crime mid-90s. and all that. You know, right. That was big. And, the, like, the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander talks about that in great detail. So, like, y'all need to... Nothing. Go Say ahead. what you're saying. Stop, stop <laughs> copping out. They, y'all need I ain't to, copping uh, out. My point is, is, like, bro, just, like, keep that same energy. Hold everybody to the same standard. Like, don't do it because it's cool. Because this stuff is serious, like, even though, ugh, I gotta say, even though my little black didn't vote in 2016, and that's why I'm so mad, I didn't vote, and that's why I'm really so mad about it, because I really was just like, bro, it's, it's too much, like, I can't, like, I don't want to vote for Hillary, and I didn't want to vote for Hillary, because it was just like, bro, it was too much and i i'm saying it was too much because i didn't take the time to sit down and think about the actual like consequences yeah i just was like bro, he's not gonna become president i don't matter whatever it's another day and so, And then, boom, I wake up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) What the heck? So, like, yeah, like, this stuff is serious. So, like, take the time to learn these people. Figure out what's going on. What are their policies? What are their stances? Because stuff like what's going on now or the bills he's been putting forth of, like, how we basically are putting immigrants in concentration camps. Like, the stuff that's going on right now is all because of him. Like literally, it, it, it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should could have waited, but yeah. Um,
1: that so that just, was a good. Yeah, um, here's some of the things that our critics have pointed to with regard to her being a little bit more conservative than she has put forth um, on her prosecutor on her prosecutor. I can't even say that word. <laughs> prosecutor, you uh, thank you, sir. Um, as attorney general, Harris fought to release fewer prisoners after a Supreme Court ruling that found that the state's prisons were overcrowded and cited um, a, a decrease in prison labor as a negative effect on the state's prisons and also on the pr- on the prison's labor output, basically. Um, in 2014, as Attorney General, she appealed a ruling that declared the death penalty unconstitutional. Um, this kind of goes in direct conflict with what she advocated for with regard to, while well, she was the District Attorney in San Francisco, she has personally made it known multiple times that she has opposed the death penalty um but she appealed a ruling that declared it unconstitutional which is kind of a little bit of a i believe this but i acted in a certain way um and then before she left the attorney general post she opposed legislation that would require the attorney general's office to independently investigate fatal police shootings um any initial thoughts or anything like that because i think i think it's i think all this is like really interesting i think that um I think all of this kind of says to kind of how we get into debates nowadays in terms that of that's like why people media. going out the
0: hurt right there, but and rightfully so. And stuff, lights and stuff like that, and that stuff I've been seeing. But like, it's like, and people deserve to criticize. I mean, I think. What no, I'm that. not saying you're wrong to criticize. No, like, you're right. Have your view of how you have it, but most of just stuff I think is coming from like, just. Like how people do with everything else now, you it's trending. I'm gonna go with it. Push this narrative. It's cool. Like, I mean, I think that's.
1: I think that just shows. I think it's like mainly like a social media thing because I think the initial people who I saw who were bumping this up were like people who worked at civil rights organizations who wrote op eds, who wrote like opinion, who wrote like articles in the New York Times and Washington Post. Were basically like, hey, make sure you like ask her these questions because I had these questions for her. As like a civil rights attorney, and I was in California, and when I tried to do stuff with her, she wasn't moving how she said she is now. So I think those were the those were the people who initially bumped it up, like, hey, let's just let's let's look at her as a prosecutor in the full sense. And then I think, of course, like social media takes it on another way. No, and people pile really on.
0: playing her, bro. Like that video that like her communications director released that day of her like bopping to Cardi B this dude hold that because, to, hold that because I have a separate thought about that
1: um, I just think that we get into this thing where it's like people are it's like it's like a it's like a ping pong game where it's basically like I'm the person who's criticizing her rightfully and I agree like rightfully so because she has some stuff that I like don't like that she did and that I think that she needs to like honestly answer and say like right. what the hell was this that right. I don't agree like I don't like that I'm throwing you the ball You're going to grab it and say, how dare you criticize her without addressing what I'm criticizing, even though the criticism, it piles on too much. And it kind of gets like a it's like a snowball effect where it was like a meaningful thing. And then it just avalanched out of hand and you can't really tell what the point is anymore. And then the other side sees it as this big snowball. And they're like, how dare you lay all this criticism on her for XYZ without acknowledging that there is some real stuff that she needs to answer. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like both sides are wrong in the sense of in truth she does have some stuff that she needs to answer for but it piles on to the point where it gets away from what she was actually being criticized for. It's just seen as we don't want her to run or like cancel her.
0: Yeah that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's more of a smear hate campaign than a like okay these are actual things that like are questionable and like concerning
1: because i'm sure on social media most people are probably just talking about like why like oh she can't run versus actually looking at like the details of why they think she can because then that sparks a more interesting conversation of well why does she do this um what caused her to say this but then act in this way because those are real questions that like she actually needs to answer for but i think that when you just immediately say someone's like Like, we're treating them like how, like, rightfully so, how people treated, like, R. Kelly and Bill Cosby, where it's like, I don't care, that person's done.
0: (laughs) Well, actually, i seen a tweet that was, like, people canceling Kamala Harris quicker than they canceling Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. And that's not, like, a funny joke or a great (laughs) comparison, but it's, like, it put stuff in perspective as to, like, how quickly... We are to just oust our own people. Or not even that, how quickly we are
1: to... I think there's differences in what we should be
0: canceling. It's different right. In the Right, it's of a like, difference between somebody running for president... Between canceling and, a serial
1: rapist and a sexual assault. Right. Or like, yeah, they're done. But like, you're trying to consider someone's candidacy for the presidency. You should never just say... They're canceled because then it also causes you to just ignore it and block it and, out, and that's the And bigger people probably problem. did that with Trump, where exactly. it's like, "Oh, he Trump's canceled, like he's done." And then you ignore it, and then when it pops up, you're like, "Wait, what the fuck?"
0: It's similar to what my little demand, but yeah, you. Can't but that's do real. That. That's real.
1: You can't just ignore it. I think you, you have do to. That. You got to pay
0: attention enough to know what's going on and how it affects you and other people around you.
1: And then I think what we talked about last time, which I think was interesting, is that context is key with a lot of things i think we can all view her actions and i view them and think that they're bad but i think trying to unpack the situation is often key california as a state is very conservative with how they handled criminal justice in the 90s and the early 2000s um, some people can either say like well that's not like that's not a cause for her to act that way but your local
0: state's environment does matter. If you have certain restrictions and guidelines as a prosecutor, you can only do certain things or like if you're a boss telling you to do certain but also just the culture yeah. of your
1: state. You don't want to if you're in if you're in DC or if you're in a very democratic friendly state, you might have more leeway to act a certain way. But even if you're in a democratic state like California, but if the culture is geared toward having conservative policies, you don't want unnecessary you don't want heat on yourself if you don't need to bring it. And that's just like how politicians think, where it's like, okay, I'm making this move. What's the backlash if I do this and that's one the thing, selfish thing? Am I gonna politics, get heat?
0: Because they all say they're for me, they really for. I mean, for the people, but they're really for themselves.
1: Yeah, and some of the, and some of her decisions might have just been strictly political. It just might have been like I didn't want to get heat for this, which like that's not a good thing to say. But another thing that's interesting is that um, the state's population did decrease while uh, Harris was attorney general. The state's um, prison population. The state prison population. <laughs> said the state's population. Oh, the state's prison population. My bad. I'm, I'm this late. Uh, it did decrease while she was attorney general, which is like an important thing to note. Um, also important is that Harris has championed criminal justice issues in the Senate. Um, she introduced a bill to reform bail systems, which we talked about earlier in June, I think, 2018. She co-introduced a bill with Senator uh, Booker and Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina to make federal lynching um, to make lynching a federal crime. She co-sponsored um, a legalization bill, um, and I think, and we talked about this much, I think it was a really interesting like side conversation with it, gender and race are always a factor in politics, and then I think in ways that we don't often want to acknowledge. I think with race, it was easy to see with Obama, like clearly, like, oh, this black man is getting treated in this foul way, but I think in terms of women it's More difficult because, like, how we talked, uh, I mentioned the first time. Um, she announced on Good Morning America, and the first question that she got was from the interviewer, um, George Stephanopoulos, who said, We should have played the clip, we should have. Um, who basically said, As but I can describe it as fun, like, as the commander in chief, what's going to be gotcha,
0: buddy? I gotcha,
1: buddy. You play that, I gotcha, um, buddy. Tammy's gonna pull up the clip, but I think, basically. George Stephanopoulos' first question gets at how people view women candidates in a way that's not often discussed and that's not often appreciated in terms of it's a detriment to the women who are running. Um, So I'll let Henry play the clip.
0: Sixteen. after 20 years as a prosecutor, including stints as the District Attorney for San Francisco and Attorney General of California. And Senator Harris has also been laying the groundwork
1: for a run for the White House. It is great to have you with us on this special holiday. Do you have an announcement you'd like to make? I'm running for President of the United
0: States. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. You, you mentioned 20 years. I mean, we mentioned 20 years as a prosecutor. If you win, yes. you're going to be Commander-in-Chief. Yes. What qualifies you to be commander in chief?
1: Right. That question. What qualifies you to be commander in chief? You're not saying what qualifies you to be president. You're saying what qualifies to be commander in chief, which is largely associated with a military role as the commander of our armed forces. It's basically saying like, oh, you as a woman, how can you command our armed forces, which is this, uh, you know, machismo, this, 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 largely role that's it's like many, a masculine right like man. this like mass it's like a toxic masculinity thing of like hey woman how can you run this thing which right. is so associated with masculinity and being it's a really
0: trying it's almost
1: like and like that's a sexist question yeah, because you would could, not if joe biden would have ran or if beto o'rourke or if any bernie sanders bernie sanders that's not the first question that they're asking right following someone announcing that they're running for president and How that's can the you thing, she's going to have to deal leader. with
0: this all within, Similar all to what like, uh, to deal with Yeah, it. you're going to have to deal with it And they're, they're going to like They're going to play it in a role, Way of like, and that Let me clear the record, when I say I don't think We could win with the woman running as a Democratic like, primary I'm not saying she's not capable or qualified I'm just saying with the climate of America And the way that like People think I mean, point in case, a lot of the coverage about
1: Hillary Clinton Was sexist Right, and I think people people shit on her, and I like right. I understand and that's the perspective that don't understand from. that. One, she dealt with stuff because she was a woman in power. A woman, simply, she was a woman in power, and she's been a public face for twenty years. For so, but also long. just because of the fact that she was a woman and she's joining the good
0: old boys club. That's basically what it was, and like it, we, I can say it like this: this American ideal. Make America great again, or the uh, uh, Great American Dream, or what American ideology you want to protect—it's not geared towards people who are not white and who are not women. And Kamala Harris is neither. Exactly, and she—you can throw men in there too, because like they weren't always fair to women, white women. So yeah, yeah. Like,
1: no, I mean, and I like like I said, like <coughs> Hillary Clinton was point case and full, where a lot of the conversation about her was geared from a sexist perspective of. You are going to take a role that has a lot of male right. power ego aspects, and that's largely been, or not largely, has only been held by men.
0: Right. How are you going
1: to be the commander in chief? How are you going to lead our army, which is largely men? Like I think. How do you
0: think that's what they was really? They right. were
1: trying her. Like for Stephanopoulos, that's a that's a poor question, and that feeds into this aspect of that women candidates get different coverage, they get different questions. You're not asking a man that question.
0: And that's the sad thing about it. Like, the ideology of America and the stereotypical things that are portrayed by the media are, like, it's hard to reshape those images because the masses feed into that.
1: Right. Like, oh, how is she going to be commander chief? Because if that was a man, the thing he would say is, oh, um, our foreign climate is a little rocky right now. How do you want to project stability? It it's like, how to, do you project yeah. stability, not how do yeah. you see yourself as the leader of our army? It's how are you going to bring peace to our allies? How are you going to put us on level playing field internationally? It's a more. I see what you're. It's like it's you're giving them the benefit of the doubt of saying like, oh, he he could be commander in chief, knowing that we got this crazy ass fool right now who's doing all crazy shit. Right. They would give deference to him and saying like he can be commander.
0: I'd rather that than yeah, and that's that's messed up, man. We got to do better, including myself. You gotta do better. No, so I think that And I know
1: you talked about this last time I think we're going to really try Our hardest to dive into The candidates, dive into their records If stuff is being talked about On social media
0: or the conversation And we're going to keep an unbiased view We're going to try at least I
1: think our conversation about her is unbiased Like clearly we like her but I, I think mean I
0: guess the only biased part is like we did a deep dive Into her and we're sitting here preaching Dive into other candidates and we didn't do that about everybody. That's why y'all need to go listen to that Trevor Noah jam because it's pretty cool. I'll say this one: out. not everybody's worth diving into. That's facts.
1: That's <laughs> no. facts. I'll, I'll, let me know when Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. Let me know when other people run. Well, yeah, like those let are serious they, candidates that you, like. And we also need to talk about Elizabeth like, Warren. Like I, I'm, I'm honest. With no, that. yeah, honest, honest, honest,
0: Like with those are serious candidates that I would strongly consider and be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. So. Episode 23, Yo. follow us, social media, Yo. Apple Podcasts, all that. Yo. Peace.